What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today we have a pretty big one for you guys. We have the Attack on Titan series finale review. We have the One Piece Wano Kuni arc review and much, much more, of course. We're going to talk news, reviews, updates, tidbits. Um, obviously, as soon as we got done recording this, the uh, actor strike was announced to be over and a whole bunch of other things got announced. But we recorded this before, so don't worry. Probably Monday or next Friday, we will have a brand new news pod for you with uh, all the latest. But yeah, this guy's this is still going to be a great episode. And uh, let's go ahead and get straight to the episode. Bondi, what's up, man? We got a lot of things up, to Julian? discuss. News, reviews, updates, tidbits, back toys. This is a big week. This is a really big week. Yeah. We got the Loki season finale coming up. We got the Marvels coming up. And uh, something else is happening. I can't remember what it is. Um, whatever. Uh, the anyway. Avatar, Avatar trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Avatar trailer is going to come out tomorrow. Um, anyway, guys, if you're listening or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Also, please comment. Uh, what your favorite topic is on this episode of News Reviews, Updates, and Tidbits and Factoids. Let's get it, money. Let's go. Sir, and guys, we're going to start off with actually reviews this time. And Loki Season 2 review and the Marvels review is coming in its own separate pod. We're doing like a little MCU subset pod for that. So that's coming soon. But here are the reviews that we have so far. Um, Julian, we got two anime reviews. The first one uh, that you wanted to kind of get into was the Wano arc in One Piece review. <laughs> Or is it is it pronounced Wano? Wano. Wano. Whoa, Wano, wow. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, Jesus. Uh this 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 monster arc over a hundred plus episode arc is finally over in one piece, the Wano Kuni arc. Started in episode eight ninety two, I believe, and we're at a thousand seventy or something like that. Holy shit, it's almost been two hundred episodes. Um, it's been going on for like four or five years. Um, and it's it's finally over, man. The 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 last important thing I believe has happened in the anime anyway, obviously the manga is far surpassed it and they're already in the egghead Island arc, but I just wanted to give my thoughts on this, this magnificent, magnificent piece of work in the Wano arc that one piece just did. Um, there, there, Are you going to be giving so much... spoilers? Uh, possibly. I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to give like big, big spoilers, but I mean, I mean, Anybody that's probably watching, I'm sure, knows what's going down. Um, but anyway, yeah. Um, Luffy Luffy achieving Gear 5 was awesome. Um, I didn't necessarily love the choice that Etro Oda, which is a crazy thing to say, but I didn't love the creative choice of Gear 5, but I still love Gear 5 as a concept and as an idea. Um, Kaido was the best fucking villain ever. Um, talk about and immovable force uh this nigga was basically indestructible throughout the entire series he literally beat luffy three separate times and like that's that's not that's not an exaggeration like the fight was over the fight was done luffy was fucking knocked the fuck out three separate times so shout out to kaido man he's 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 a go-to villain um and yeah like just the 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 actual animation in one piece picked up really really well in uh 892 when when wano started uh and just just the journey of some of the achievements that some of the characters like Zoro or Sanji or even even somebody like um like Jinbei, like uh just the entire Straw Hat crew leveled up here. Uh and it, it was it was it was just a really fun um just a, just a really fun time, man. It it just shows why why One Piece is here to stay. 
why it's been here to stay for 25 plus fucking years and why it's not ending anytime soon. Cause there's still so much to do. There's still so much to do. So, um, Wano Cooney arc, I give it a nine out of 10. It was absolutely amazing. A, a arc. Um, and yeah, man, I just, <laughs> every Saturday for 25 years is crazy, but it's, it's, it's been running for that long. So, uh, can't, can't wait for this Saturday. That's, that's pretty much how I'll wrap it up here. Now, of course, this is very much down the line, but can you see this Wano arc being adapted in Gear 5 into the live-action One Piece show sometime not down the line? No, not at all. <laughs> no. Okay. There are things in the Alabasta arc, which is the next arc in One Piece Season 2, that I'm sure they're going to be tackling that I don't know how they're going to animate. And I'm not even talking about Chopper, who's a fucking deer-man hybrid thing. <laughs> like, But, yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> okay. Uh, next anime review, guys, is for the Attack on Titan final season review. <sighs> Um, so give a disclaimer once again, if you're going to be giving spoilers or not for your, for our audience, but go ahead um, and get into this one. Am I going to give spoilers? Okay. So I'm, I'm not going to say the plot, but I am going to say in spoiler warning for, for one thing there was so like attack on Titan is filled with just these moments where you're just like, wait a minute, there's no way that, that this is happening. Like, there, like there's no way, like I, I consume media like I I fucking get it like I know the games I've seen it all there's no way that this is happening and then it fucking happens and you're just like uh, okay so um <laughs> there's 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 only been like a few times in my life where I've been like genuinely like ugly crying because of how shocked and disgusted I am at something um one of those times was in in the Game of Thrones hold the door episode because I was just like what like like what a what a ridiculous like mind fuck, um, yeah. and it was uh, I mean another one of those times was was earlier on in Attack on Titan which I won't spoil for anybody that has not seen it but Aaron is involved and this this finale where the fate of two characters that we love was just automatically just laid on the line. You were just like, wait a minute. Like, there's no way that this is the end for those characters. And like, I, I want to be very clear. Like, this is like, this is like, uh, like, like very, very important characters to like, they're, they are not Aaron, Mikasa and Armin. Okay. Like they're not the three, but they're still very fucking important. And like, there was no way that, that this was going to go down with those characters. So, um, for anybody out there that has not seen it, I will not spoil the moment for you. I want you to watch and enjoy for yourself. But um, it, I've, I said this before this show was even done, but Attack on Titan is the best piece of media, art, whatever you want to call it, that we have out there. It, it's better than Game of Thrones. It's better than, uh, than The Sopranos. It's better than Breaking Bad or whatever you think the best show is. It's not. It's Attack on Titan in anime. And Hajime Isayama has created a work of art that's going to live on forever. Um, Attack on Titan is that good from front to back. Uh, anybody from from any any walk of life can enjoy it. Whether you're black, white, young, old, I don't care. You are going to love this anime. Um, and I, I just can't believe it's over. I mean, it, it, it seems so funny because I was just talking about how One Piece was 25 years and it's still going. But like, you know, uh, technically the the uh, anime for Attack on Titan was only out for 10 years, even though they drugged this last four for the finale. But um, yeah, man, I I can't believe it's over. Like, it's just such a such a ride. Um, a plus, ten out of ten. It is an absolute masterpiece. Literally, like, it, it's one of the best things I've ever consumed ever. 
so yeah, man, H- high praise for Attack on Titan. Uh, the season finale, the the anime. I'm so sad that it's over, but a plus Attack on Titan, guys, watch it. Attack on Titan being adapted into a live action anything movie show or whatever. Would you want that? No, I wouldn't. No. Okay. Cool. No, I don't want it. No, thanks. Okay. All right. Next review is for the Continental. Uh, this is from the World of John Wick, the spinoff show. Uh, you didn't watch this, did you? Well, I'm sorry. No, I didn't, I didn't watch this, Monty. I'm <laughs> okay. surprised well, you actually you you'd watch it because you're a John Wick fan. But anyway, I, I think you're right. I am a John Wick fan. A John Wick fan. You're right. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, guys, for those who don't know, this is the three-part limited series on Peacock now streaming. Um, to my surprise, this is this follows the story of a young Winston, um, who, as we know in the John Wick movies, is the hotel owner of the Continental. I didn't know it was about him when he was younger, and I think that's a really cool angle to kind of approach a John Wick show from. And it's got a really like a lot of cool things, like how he met um, Sharon, a young Sharon who played by Lance Reddick. Rest in peace. Um, it started off good. It ended, no, the middle was very shaky and kind of almost boring, but that third episode was really kind of made it all worth it, for my, in my opinion. Uh, as you can expect from any kind of John Wick media, the action and the fighting is there. Like, it's it's there. It's top-notch, you know? Um, okay. Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson's there as an unhinged antagonist. He's cool. Mel Gibson's always been super talented to me. Yes, he's insane off camera. We know that, but he's always, he's always been, he's always been a really talented person when it comes to, to film. Um, one of my biggest complaints about the show is that there's this team that's being assembled. Basically, Winston has not yet become the manager of the Continental Hotel. It's it's uh, Mel Gibson's character, and he's taking it over from Mel Gibson. That's the whole plot, essentially. And he assembles this team of like different assassins and people like that with all these different backgrounds. And just as they were starting to gel and become a really nicely formed team with different personalities, there's the show ends. And so I think there there's potential there for a nice season two where we can get this team. Cause there's some really cool people in this team. We got a black girl and, and brother and sister who are like judo masters. We got a guy who's a sniper. He's like my favorite person on the team. His name is Jenkins. We got a ninja girl. It's, it's a lot of cool people on the team that I would love to see fleshed out uh, in, in the next season. Uh, okay. It's shot absolutely, absolutely beautifully. It's got amazing cinematography. Uh, overall, I give the show a B minus. What, what, what kind of brought that grade down for me was, like I said, that middle part. And there's a lot of subplots that I could, I couldn't give a fuck about. But when it's focusing on that central plot of Winston taking over the hotel, it's, it's some really good John Wick stuff in my opinion. So, yeah. Oh, last episode, the last scene, of the very last episode is there's a baby that's being born, and they oh, go, God, they go, what should we call him? John Wick. I'm kidding. That, that didn't happen, but I wanted. I, I was wanted about to, to say, Monty. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, you're you're nuts. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm kidding. That, that that definitely didn't happen. Next review is for Gen V. This is the boys spinoff. Uh, I know you didn't watch this, or you you didn't finish no, the boys, but this. nope, nope. I think, guys, this is how you do a spinoff, guys. I think this is how you, this is this. If you if you've been online, you've seen the praises. I'm sure uh, it's not quite the boys level, but it's just one season, so that's not fair. The boys has had three seasons to entertain us, but. This show does such a great job of interweaving so many, like a lot of times spinoffs just seem pointless, you know, or like, why are they even being made? But like this show does such a great job. Wow. Thanks for yawning there in my review. Uh, it does such a great job of just kind of showing that there's importance here. Like a lot of things that happened in this show are going to have huge implications for season four of the boys. And so that's a really good thing to, to have for a spinoff. Like you actually have important things that are going on, you know, in regards to the main source material. Um, in true boys fashion, this show is full of shock value moments, but I love the boys universe because the shock value stuff is never feels like it's just like frivolous or like, it's just like, Oh, for sh- cheap shock value stuff. Like it actually 
that's what's kind of what the boys is built on. And it actually adds to the plot a lot of time and just that world that we're in. And it's got a lot of good shock value stuff there. Um, I think it was definitely inspired by the X-Men because it deals with like these young kids at a school and their powers feel more like a curse than a gift. And then, and there's this, and there's antagonizing threat that feels like they're, you know, that's exploiting them. And so I, I, I promise you the creator was inspired by X-Men comics to make this show. Um, and my only complaint as to why it's not on the boys level is I still gave it a B. I think it's a good show is that there's, it doesn't have those amazing characters like how the boys have. Like there, there's no mother's milk. There's no butcher. There's no soldier boy. There's no Homelander. Like all the characters are fine. Sure. But there's no like those standout characters that we just love to root for uh, in the boys. Um, and so, yeah, guys, check it out. If you're a fan of the boys, I, I promise you, you're, you're going to like this. I promise you. What do you what, what was your reaction to the big Homelander reveal at the end? I, I, I was like, wow. I was like, because they, they tease him a little bit. Like, they, they said his name. I'm like, they ain't going to bring back Anthony Starr for this shit. And when he flew down, I was like, oh, shit. And he has he had an instant impact in this scene. You probably, I don't know if you saw the full scene play out. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I mean, they posted okay. it on Twitter immediately. Of course I saw it, yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it, it was it was really cool, man. I saw a tweet as well. It was like the MCU lost a 15-year lead to Amazon <laughs> Prime when it comes to superhero shows. And I'm like, is that is that true? It's I guess not, so. But okay. When it comes to shows, not not like the overall. Oh, MCU, shows. Right? Got it. Yeah. Okay. Like, like they got Invincible, the boys, all that kind of stuff, and now mm-hmm. Gen V. So yeah, guys, yeah, Daredevil comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, I got two movie reviews here. Did you watch any movies at all? No. You've been slacking on the movies lately. What's up? You good? No. No. Okay. Yeah, nothing yeah, you want to yeah, see? There's literally nothing in the theaters that I give a fuck about. Okay. Well, the first movie I saw was The Blind. I doubt you heard of this. For all my fans of Duck Dynasty, check it out. If, if you if you don't know what Duck Dynasty is, don't bother watching this. It's like a biopic about the the main um, Phil Robertson, who's like the the patriarch of that family, and how when he was younger, he was a crazy alcoholic. And it's really cool. Like if you're a Duck Dynasty fan, you're like, oh, I didn't know Phil was ever like this. It's more so like a testimonial movie, almost like a faith based movie. But um, I gave it a C plus. It's, it's got some good things in there for Duck Dynasty fans getting to see how <laughs> him and Cy grew up together, how he met Miss K and stuff like that. So yeah, that's a very kind of like very small audience I think would would appreciate that movie. Next one is for the Marsh King's daughter. This is the one that stars Daisy Ridley and uh, Ben Mendelsohn. Remember this trailer? Nope. Okay, well, in this movie, her father, played by Ben Mendelsohn, raised her in the woods, and uh, she had no idea when she was a kid, but he's like a monster. This guy's been kidnapping people, murdering people, doing raping, all kind of stuff, and the, the feds come and get him, and she goes out, like, living her whole life, like, wondering, like, damn, I had no idea this dude was a monster, and then he gets out of prison now that she's an adult, and he's, like, tracking her down, and so it's, that's, that's kind of the theme of the movie. This is one of those movies where I can tell... The novel that was based on was probably like so amazing, full of details, stuff like that, you know. But the movie adaptation, I can just tell, wasn't able to capture all that nuance and details like that. Ended up giving it a C plus. Daisy Ridley's always really good. It sucks what happened to her after Star Wars. Ben Mendelsohn's good as well. Wish he was used more in the movie. Um, but yeah, I, I, I say it's a cool little watch. I wouldn't go rush to the theaters to see it. But if you're into if you're into thrillers and stuff like that, um, I think this this could this could be worth it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like I made um, two right decisions by not going to see either one of those movies. Thank you for the confirmation. Probably, probably so. But I mean, but you never know unless you go see them. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's talk some stuff that's happening, is being renewed, and stuff like that. Yet the show, uh, the very popular show Yellowstone, will end in November next year. Um, this is a show I don't watch at all, but almost everybody I watch at work watches this show. My dad loves this show. It's got a huge audience. Um, have, have you heard of this show? Yellowstone? I've heard of it. Sure. But I don't know what it's about. Never seen it. 
I'm kind of tempted to watch it actually, but it's got two new spinoff shows for those who are sad that it's ending coming. Uh, one is called Yellowstone 1944, and the other one's called Yellowstone 2024. So it's got a hell of spinoffs. So you guys are in luck, all my Yellowstone fans. Um, Superman <laughs> and Lois will end with its fourth season uh, airing next year. I know you're watching this at, at a point. Um, mm-hmm. Are you? How do you feel about this show coming to an end? I think. I mean. I mean. So I, I've only. I'm only like halfway through season one. Um, oh. and I've, I've just never picked it back up, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's time, man. I, it's, you know, everything else is done. Like there, there's no more built in universe for it. Um, those shows were fun because of the crossover appeal and that they, they try to do the crossover once a year, but now that they can't, um, four seasons is a good long run and, uh, yeah, it's time to pack it up and, uh, say goodbye to the superhero CW era. It's kind of crazy. It's been since 2001 i guess if you want to count smallville to now so that's a that's a long run long good run yeah uh all my fans of the bear is the show's been renewed for a, a season three officially i saw this coming but it's been officially been announced um i don't think you, you never finished the bear season two did you no, i've never even started it no that's a lot i did start it and i fell asleep 30 minutes into the first episode the shit was so boring um but Monty, you're a huge the bear fan season two tell me how excited you are for season three please wouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but definitely a show worth watching. I'll oh. be watching season three. You're always trying to do shit to me. What, what? I'm not. What? Uh, <laughs> House of the Dragon uh, season two will premiere next year, next summer. Um, I mean, me and you are both big Game of Thrones, House of Dragon fans. Cannot wait for this. So glad they're able to wrap filming before the strike happened. And so, uh, yeah, guys, it's coming. Any thoughts? Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's get it. <laughs> All my all my people I know who I follow on online who like read the books always say like if you guys love season one like you guys are in for like a fucking treat because they they say like in the books that's just like pure setup and build up like it's it's like after what happened at the end of season one for those who watched it you know it's like straight up war now and so I thought season one was entertaining enough like I love the dialogue and stuff like that and the slow scenes because I was I was so invested but now that people are saying it's about to ramp up like crazy I'm I'm so excited for it. Um, also Game of Thrones fans, uh, there's a, a prequel series that's been announced called The Night in the Seven Kingdoms. I'm uh, sorry, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. It starts shooting next year in the spring. Uh, I have no idea what this is about. I don't even care. Sign me up. I'm in. You know, I, I, I've heard conflicting reports about these Game of Thrones spinoffs that some may or may not be happening as soon as we think. So hopefully this night's uh, whatever is Hedge called. Knight. Sure. Yeah. Hopefully that and the Jon Snow show are still going to happen sometime soon. Um, well, but yeah, I guess we got to get through this writer strike thing first. Well, the, well, the reports are that this one's already confirmed to be this is greenlit. The the, the Jon Snow one is way off from being greenlit, so that's kind of disheartening for people who wanted to see the Jon Snow show. But this one is actually happening. Um, the, the White Lotus season three will release ne- uh, in twenty twenty five. I'm a big fan of White Lotus uh, season one and two. I don't think you watched oh. this. No, all what? of a sudden you're a big fan of something. Okay, <laughs> I am. I am. I, I, I'm. I am late. I am late to the White Lotus train. But it's the guy. I, if you haven't watched the White Lotus, it's so worth it. It's such a such a, just a different and just such a good show. It's, it comes on uh, Max. Have you heard of White Lotus or have you watched it? Yeah, I've heard of it, but I've never seen anything about it. It's really good. Um and. An animated series for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon is in the works. So Rebel Moon is his new biggest, it's Netflix's biggest movie coming out this year around Christmas. It's like his take on Star Wars or Dune or whatever. So it's getting an animated series. And also apparently it's been reported that this movie takes place in the same universe as Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which is so fucking weird because one's like a space opera and the other one's like 
on Earth, the zombie apocalypse. I have no idea how they're connected, but whatever. It's the Snyderverse, bitch. We're here. Uh, okay. I don't really care. I'm sorry. Okay, but just people people who do care. Anyway, let's talk some trailers, guys. The first one is a huge MCU trailer. The trailer for Marvel's Echo. Uh, for those who don't know Echo, she had a, her appearance in the Hawkeye series. Uh, it's coming to Disney Plus and Hulu uh, in January, on January 10th. Uh, this is Marvel's first series with a TV MA rating. Um, and those who watched the show described it early said it's like similar to like a like a Daredevil or Breaking Bad or like a John Wick kind of feel. So that's very out of nowhere and interesting. Um, what are your thoughts on this, on the trailer and I guess that news? Yeah, so the trailer, well, let me back up. So the announcement that is going to be streaming on Disney Plus, on Hulu, and all episodes are going to be released at one time. I didn't love that. Um, again, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I stated this already, but I I want it to have its time and I want it to be that week to week thing. Uh, but it's just, it's not meant to be. I mean, I guess they've got other shit that they've got to get out. So whatever. Um, but the, the actual trailer was, was really good, man. Um, I, I was surprised. Like I, I, I mean, it, it's so funny because I think Marvel knows that the mass appeal for this show is that we're getting Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin and we're getting Charlie Cox's Daredevil. And they gave us so much of Kingpin and they gave us a split second of Daredevil. And I, I just thought it was hilarious. They're just like, we're going to tease you, bitch. Like we're, gonna, we're just going to put the tip in. Um, cause like nobody's watching this show for echo. I'm, I'm sorry. We're not. Um, so not, that's, don't, don't say that. Speak for yourself. That's not true at all. Like I said, nobody's watching this show for echo. Neither are the fuck you. And when, yes, whenever am. her, whenever her storylines are on, it's just going to be in the way. Unfortunately, unless they make it good and appealing like this trailer made it look. Which is why I'm praising the trailer for actually making me give a fuck about Echo. Uh, because previously, when it was it was mentioned that Charlie Cox's Daredevil was going to be in this, I was like, okay, great. This is why I'm going to watch the show. But after seeing this trailer and seeing her relationship with Kingpin, um, seeing that she shot him in the eye, apparently, and he's just, he just has an eye patch now, whatever. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for this, man. Um, I honestly don't necessarily think that the TVMA rating was needed or warranted, but I will say I think they went that route because of the already established TVMA rating we had on Netflix with Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin and Charlie Cox's Daredevil, where we got to see him be so violent. Um, and it, it showed in the trailer, like, it, like this, this nigga's still nuts. Like, you embarrassed me in front of Vanessa. Like, yeah, that's like i loved it i loved it um so i can't wait for this man um i'm not gonna say i'm gonna binge all this as soon as it drops i probably will but i'm not gonna say that um but yeah shout out to echo great great trailer i'm i'm invested in echo the character of course i still want to see my guys kingpin and daredevil but i'm actually going to watch the show for echo now and i'm excited man i totally agree this was an, an amazing amazing trailer for echo um, I'm super excited for the show now. I love the fact that Marvel's leaning into doing darker material because I've been wondering, like, I'm like, you can't do Deadpool 3 without having the same tone as Deadpool 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. Moon Knight should have been TVMA as well. Um, now this this gives Blade more room to be TVMA, but more in particular, just in regards to this trailer, I thought she was interesting enough in, in the Hawkeye series. Uh, I'm one of the few people who actually love the Hawkeye series, and so you are. that her Kingpin relationship was already established in that show, and so they're kind of leaning more so into it. Mm. Um, and I, yeah, I, I'm excited for Echo, bro. And it's also been announced that Marvel Spotlight is a new MCU label that will focus on bringing more grounded, character-driven stories to the screen with street-level stakes. Yay! Um, <laughs> over <laughs> over the larger MCU continuity. 
Spotlight Projects will have a, a musical fanfare intro composed by Michael Giacano. He did the infamous The Batman score, which is fucking amazing. Um, but anyway, I love this news, bro. Like I, I've been saying on Pop Year, I'm like, bro, like we need we need just more grounded street level shit. And Marvel is actually dedicating a whole sector of having something for these kind of stories to be told. And so I, I love that. I love that. I have a question for you though. As somebody that's never watched the Netflix series, um, I watched Defenders. Season one of Daredevil. Like I said, as somebody that's never watched the Netflix series, <laughs> uh, how do you, I mean, like, are, are you, do you even care that Charlie Casadero and Vincent Narpio's Kingpin are in this show? Like, do you I, even care? I do, I, I do care because I did, I have some contact, but I don't care nearly as much as everybody else does. I'm actually interested in seeing the Echo show for what it is. And the, the Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio thing would be like the icing on top for me. So, yeah. That's hilarious. Okay. Just, you just know, curious. Yeah. I love my street level characters. You, you know that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have the trailer uh, for a new Netflix movie starring Kevin Hart, Gugu, and Bob. I don't, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, what's it called? Ravona from Loki. Ravona. Yeah. <laughs> Ravona Ravenwood. Vincent D'Onofrio once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam Worthington star in the first trailer to Lift. It's coming January 12th on Netflix. What are your thoughts on your boy Kevin Hart and his 360 deal with Netflix? You know, uh, it's, it's, it's so interesting that you say that. Um, I feel like a lot of people just, especially you in particular, honestly, like, I feel like, like you really hate this nigga just because he does these movies just for the money. And like, I don't see a problem with it. Like, I, I don't think everybody has to do movies like for the art or for the love. Like, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Um, and like, does this movie look like something that we have seen before? Of course it does. Uh, but I'm sure that Netflix is going to put their, boring spin on it and this is going to trend for a week uh you know it's going to make them get new subscriptions probably and uh it's going to do what it does but like is this going to be like some movie that like we care about in the next three or four months probably not uh but again i i I don't i don't fault kevin hart for like doing movies for the money like i really don't um so this 360 deal he has with netflix they're paying him a lot of money to do them so um he cares about, you know, generational wealth and all that. So shout out to him. This movie trailer did not look good. Uh, but hey, hmm. I, I could be totally wrong. This could be the, the, the event of, of the summer or whenever the fuck is coming out. So we'll see. First of all, it comes out in January. Second of all, that statement you just said tells me everything I need to know. And I, I, that's exactly why The Rock is your favorite actor. You like niggas who don't stretch themselves at all, who are in the art just to make money. Very shallow of you to say that. And makes a lot of sense. This Netflix movie that we see, this trailer, this shit comes out once every three months, bro. A fucking spy thriller, whatever, fucking action, generic ass. Like, I'm over it. I'm not watching this shit. I, I used to watch it because I used to like all, <laughs> let all these all these names and, you know, stuff like that. These big names draw me in and I feel like I had to review it on TikTok. No, fuck that. I'm not watching this bullshit. Kevin Hart, what the fuck are you doing? Because it bothers me more so because I know he's more talented. Like The Rock, I'm not sure that he's more talented than that, but Kevin Hart, I know he's more <laughs> I know he's more talented, and so he's just choosing to do this, like you said, for the money, which is very clear. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's him, and that's a super pass for me. So, yeah, guys, watch the trailer if you're interested. <laughs> um, next trailer, guys, we have is for the movie Mean Girls Musical coming out uh, in theaters in, on January 12th. Um, what are your thoughts on the new Mean Girls spin, or is it even a new spin? Yeah, I'm, I, I, I feel like I'm biased because, like, I love the original so much, so, like, it was hard for me to look at this in a vacuum and not instantly compare. Um, but this doesn't look fun or like 
original, which it, it, obviously it isn't, um, or, you know, like a good time at the theater. So I, I hope I'm wrong when I'm there opening fucking night watching this musical. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm just getting old, man. Like I, this, this didn't look fun or intriguing. It, it didn't give me any type of nostalgia, but obviously like the original characters or the original actors are not there. So how could it? Um, but I mean, they're, they're attempting to retell a story that I hold near and dear to my heart. So, um, I will support this and I'm sure there will be cameos for people involved, but I can't say that I have high hopes for this. If I'm being completely honest, what did you think? So you, you, you're you not getting old. Don't worry. This is just, it just felt very much too well, much like it, the original. It's okay to get old money. It's okay. It, it is, but, but you're not getting old. I'm, I'm here to, I'm here to relieve you uh, okay. of that, of those thoughts. Um, so the original, like you said, it's like literally like a fucking cult classic. Mm-hmm. And I was excited when I heard the news of them doing a new spin on it with it being a musical. First of all, there was no indication it was a musical in the trailer at all. Uh, yeah. I didn't see any you kind of music so? numbers. And I saw uh, maybe like a niggas playing a trumpet in the cafeteria or some shit, but like, I didn't see like an actual like musical number in the trailer at all. I was, I was confusing. Like if, if it's a musical, you think they'd tease it more as a musical. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the story looked the exact same. I, I get it. It's a retelling of the OG movie, but like if you're going to do it so close to when it came out, I say so close, like it came out like what, like 20 years, 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Something like make that. It, 2004, five, somewhere around there. Make it, make it different enough for the OG fans to want to see something new. Cause it's not going to compare to the original. It looks like a, it, almost like a, a, a scene for scene retelling of the original, which is a really weird route to go in my opinion. Um, sh- shout out Jenna Fisher, Pam from the office. She's in this, she's playing Regina George's mom. It's good to see her in work, doing work again. Um, no, she, she's playing Katie's mom, not Regina George's mom. Um, you're right, Katie's mom. Sorry. Um, but I also want to shout out the girl who's playing Regina George. I'm actually a fan of her. Uh, she's an actress and musician. And her name is Renee Rapp. She can sing her ass off. And so I'm excited to see her get a, mu- a musical number because I know that she can sing. I'm actually a fan of her actual just music in general. And so hopefully um, they can show, you know, that side of her as well. And I saw a tweet that was like, this movie does seem to focus more so on Regina George and then than Katie, which is the opposite of what the OG movie did. So maybe that's their new spin that this mm-hmm. is a more Regina George story. So I could appreciate that if they go that route. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll be there opening night. Uh, we have the next trailer is for the sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which came out a couple of years ago, which everybody watched and forgot it happened or existed, called Ghostbusters <laughs> Frozen Empire. It's, it's been released. The trailer is, comes out March 29th of next year. Paul Rudd, Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things, and many, many more. Um, mm-hmm. Did you watch Afterlife? And are you, did you watch this trailer? And what are your thoughts? Did not watch Afterlife. Watched this trailer, and it was just two minutes of my life I'll never get back. Um, I'm just so done with like this whole Ghostbusters. Like, first of all, guys, um, I I never watched Ghostbusters. Um, I always thought it was for white people, and I just never watched it, literally. And so, like, there's there's no nostalgia there, uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I like Finn Wolfhard. I like Paul Rudd. I don't like them enough to sit through this. Um, and I'm not going to. So, yeah. W- what did you think, Bonnie? You're going to be there opening night? Yeah. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife, the first movie. By the, by the way, guys, this is not a, a reboot. Like, the OG characters are in this movie as well. Like, Bill Murray and all them niggas um, mm-hmm. from the original Ghostbusters movies. Afterlife was actually not a bad movie at all. Like the first two acts of that movie are really good and solid. The third act kind of goes to hell, but that was, that movie was just so damn forgettable. And so I was surprised that it made enough money to even get a damn sequel. And I think it's kind of cool that they're trying something new with the ghost aspect of like having like this frozen empire of 
frozen ghost or whatever. Like that's kind of cool, I guess. But honestly, <laughs> this is one of those movies where I'll go to and watch it open at night, and just I'll just expect a mediocre movie. Um, but hopefully, it, it can crazy. surprise me. Hopefully, is- it can surprise me. Hopefully I don't. I don't know how you consistently do that. That's crazy to me. Okay. Because it's the best feeling in the world when you go into that with that feeling and you watch a great movie and or a good movie. It's the best feeling to me in the world. So I live. But that's like moments. one in a million. It's not one in a million. It happens more often than you think. Um, uh, last, how you gonna tell me how, how much happens for me? Because nigga, you give C pluses. Your uh, your your C plus to A ratio is way off. That's how I know. I mean, no, that's not true. It is true, <laughs> but. A C plus, a C plus is not a bad movie experience though to me. Like th- yeah. that's, that's 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 where we differ. Like you think going to the paying for a C plus is like oh my god, wasting my time. I think a C plus is just it like is. okay, it's cool. Okay, yeah. I still yeah. I just that's, I just that's where we differ. You're right. That is yeah. where we fucking differ. Last trailer here, guys. Big one is for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes in theaters May 24th next year. This is a content uh, a continuation of the Matt Reeves trilogy. Um, did you watch the Matt Reeves trilogy? Were you a fan of it? And what are your thoughts on this trailer? I saw the first one a very long time ago. I saw a little bit of the second one, and I have not revisited them. I do plan to revisit them because this trailer looked really good, man. Um, it's it's so interesting, like the the CGI and the the mocap that they can do to make it look really really cool and to make the world look so alive. Um, obviously, I had no idea what was going on narrative narratively wise, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I'm pretty sure Caesar died in part three, if I remember hearing correctly. So. I guess this is just going to be like a new battle with new heroes or whatever. So, you know, uh, apes versus apes. Oh, oh, oh yeah, cool. Uh, I'll be there opening night. Yeah. So I really, I, I really want you to get back to me whenever you watch the Matt Reeves trilogy, bro. I think that's literally one of the best trilogies of the 21st century. Like that Planet of the Apes trilogy is so fucking slept on, bro. Like it's just such a good. And I, and also, I watched the the first Planet of the Apes movie that came out in the 60s for the first time this year, and this movie. Is pretty much that because the Matt Reeves trilogy basically is like a prequel to the first Planet of the Apes movie that ever came out. So it's showing how the how the apes, you know, rose to power and how the humans declined. And now this movie is like their it's their empire now. That's why it's called Empire Planet. Like this is when they're on top and the humans are like savages now, which is exactly where the first movie came out in sixty three, I believe, or sixty sixty eight. That's where exactly where it started off, which is a really cool thing to kind of see how it came full circle. And so I'm super excited for this movie. The trailer looks awesome. Matt Reed is not doing this one, so I'm a little, I guess, a little nervous a little bit. But like I said, the trailer looks really, really good. So I'm so excited for this, bro. I, I think this might be my top five movies of the year for next year. I'm I'm really mm-hmm. excited for it. More excited than um, Doom 2? Mm, I don't know. Hell yeah. Don't, don't, know. Come on now. Doom <laughs> Hell no. Doom 2, A plus, A plus loading. <laughs> you hope. Uh, um, for all my Studio Ghibli fans, uh, the Boy and the Heron, the English dub cast has been released. It's got some pretty crazy names in here. We got Christian Bale, we got Dave Batista, Willem Dafoe, Gemma Chan, Mark Hamill, Florence Pugh, Robert Pattinson, and more. Like this is a crazy cast. Um, I plan on I actually plan on watching it subbed in the theater, but now with this cast, I might have to go and watch it dubbed. Um, are, <laughs> are, you, are you a fan of Studio Ghibli, and are you excited for this new movie? I, man, I, I'm, I am excited for this, man. Um, like you, I did plan to go to the theater and watch this subbed. But after after seeing the uh, the, the trailer for this and seeing the English voices, man, it, it's got me intrigued. I'm not going to lie. Um, so I, I will probably watch this in dub. Um, if it's great enough, I will go back and watch it subbed. But yeah, I'm, I'm actually really excited for this. I think it comes out the first week of December. Um, mm-hmm. So let's get it. I'm, I'm here for this. 
and I remember you telling me that you don't you don't like or not that you don't like you haven't watched like the the classic like 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 my neighbor Totoro or like Spirited Away. You haven't watched those Studio Ghibli films, right? Right. I have not seen those. Definitely worth it. Um, if I think you'd like those. Um, Tony Hawk says he, he had a Space Jam sequel called Skate Jam that was in the works, <laughs> and he said um it was all set to happen. And then Looney Tunes back in action. Remember that movie with Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser? Mm-hmm. He said it bombed. It bombed at Warner Bros. At Warner Bros. <laughs> Warner Bros. And it, they stopped returning his calls. Warner Bros. said, "Um, yeah." <laughs> First of all, I love That's fucking Looney Tunes back in action. That's a fucking good. I don't care what nobody says it's not Space Jam level, but it's a good damn movie. It's um, not. So I, that shit was. I'm ass. sad. <laughs> I'm sad that it bombed. And uh, would you would you have been here for skate gym? Uh, fuck no, I'm not white. But anyway, it's it's stop, crazy that he's not saying that, nigga. First of all, you're, you're gonna fucking alienate our whole audience because um, we guys, white we, people, we, we white are, people literally are not gonna click on this video, watch CC two niggas, and be like, I'm gonna watch this. If you're, if you're white, comment that you're watching this video. I, I would yeah, appreciate comment. it. Please comment, comment, let me know. Anyway, um, don't, yeah, don't skate jam. <laughs> User two three four. I'm white. Yeah, I'm sure you are. I'm white. <laughs> okay, DeAndre. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hey, Jamal. All right, fucking Nation. Okay, sure. Yeah, you're white. Okay. Um. Yeah. Skate Jam. Get the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. I'm. Uh. And Looney Tunes back in action was horrible. I, I remember going to see that with my mom. I'm so sorry, Ma. I dragged you <laughs> to that bullshit. I'm pretty sure it came out like 2001. So I was like eight years fucking old, and I was like, "Mommy, I want to go see Looney Tunes back in action." It wasn't that early. It was like oh six or something like that. No, Looney Tunes back oh, now. Now I got to Google it. That's crazy. Um, it was it was it was I, definitely like I, early two thousands. No, because I remember seeing it like well into like my like middle school years, I believe. Looney Tunes back in action, two thousand three. Yeah, okay, so I was ten. Oh, okay. <laughs> never, <laughs> never, never Fucking ten year old, ten year old Julian. Mommy, I want to go see Looney Tunes back in action. Shit was ass. <clears throat> Let's move on. Okay, uh, next, uh, TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, the movie that me and Julian both really loved that came out this summer. The sequel is being planned as a villain-forward film, with Shredder being the major focus as opposed to the Turtles, so a very interesting take. Um, what are your thoughts on this? I missed it. I'm sorry. Oh, you missed it? Like, what are we talking about? Oh, wow. Okay, so TMNT, Mutant Mayhem, the movie that we saw this summer that we both really liked. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. sequel that's the, the sequel is going to be a villain-forward film with Shredder being the major focus as opposed to the Turtles. So, yeah. like, his movie. What are your thoughts on that? I think this is an interesting take. Um, and honestly, I think I'm going to love it because I think Shredder is super interesting. Um, they've kind of already fucked with his backstory, though, because they fucked with Splinters. So we'll see how they can tie it in and still make it interesting. I'm sure that there's something that, that they can still do to intrigue me. Um, I, I, I don't want them to completely alienate the turtles though. Like I, I, I don't want them to basically be an afterthought because I thought that especially like th- this cast that we got together was really great. Um, and I, I want more of them on the screen too, but shredder is arguably, I mean, not arguably he's, he's there. He's, he's their biggest bad. So um, yeah, I, I, I want to see this. Yeah. Do it, please make it different. Yeah. Like you, I, th- I don't want them to take away too much from the turtles because they were so good together. Those kids were amazing in the voice. They really group. were. Um, but I think I'm interested. Just the 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 cinephile in me is interested to see how they this can do a shredder fo- focused movie. I think that could be really cool if done right. Mm-hmm. Um, so how Ice Cube voiced like Superfly, that was such an out of, out of left field voice casting, but it was amazing. Is there anybody that you think out of left field could be a good shredder? 
So I don't I don't want them to go out of left field if I'm being honest. Like I don't okay. want to hear like fucking Kevin Hart voicing the shredder. Like I don't <laughs> like seriously, like I, I don't I don't want it to be ridiculous and like I don't I don't want to laugh one time when the shredder's on the screen. Like I want Oh, okay. You um, want a serious take. Yeah, but which obviously that's not going to happen because the, the world that they've already established is not serious. So um but then again, it could be told from a different perspective if it's mostly for the shredder. So um I would hate to say something crazy like just cash, um, cash, just cast. Uh, I can never remember his name. The the only Japanese actor we see in anything live action. Uh, he was Donnie Scorpion in? in Mortal Kombat. He's not Japanese. Oh, oh, um, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think his name is like he he Rozuki something. Yeah, um, him. yeah, him. Yeah, um, to do the voice, or I mean, yeah, somebody Japanese would be great just so he can have that that real Japanese accent. Um, but they're probably gonna cast like fucking. Uh, Chris Hemsworth to some stupid shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> it is I, right, Shredder. <laughs> Shredder from Asgard. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Oh, man. Please don't do yeah, that. Yeah, I would say don't do it, but like I said, that Ice Cube casting, I was so against it, but when I saw that shit in the movies, I was like, yeah, that's the best casting of the year, so <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see. Um, a remake of The Longest Yard with Adam Sandler, you know, that movie that came out in the 2000s, is in the mm-hmm. works. I had no idea. Like that was a remake itself. I didn't. I didn't even know yeah. that. Mm-hmm. But I love the longest draw with Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on this movie being re- remade again? Yeah, it it just it made me feel old because, <laughs> like I said on Twitter, like it's it's just a remake of a remake. <laughs> like, damn. Um, but yeah, like you, man. Like I I, I love the the Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Nelly, um, and like all the wrestlers that were in it: Goldberg, Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Great Khali. Uh, like it, it was like a Tr- real treat. Tracy Morgan was hilarious in that. Tracy Morgan, yeah. Um, Chris Rock. The, the thing, the thing that always makes me fucking laugh is they made Stone Cold Steve Austin, who at that time was arguably the most no, not arguably he was the most famous wrestler in the world. They made him this racist cop, and it was so disheartening for me as a child, like mm. hearing Stone Cold Steve Austin called Nelly a nigger. Um, you know, it 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 it, it broke my heart as as a little a little ten year old Julian. I was just like, not not him. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, as as I've gotten older, uh, honestly, it's still kind of hard to go back and watch. Honestly, um, just because like I, I love Stone Cold that much, but uh, yeah, um, that's all right. A, a, a white man runs the football. That shit was hilarious to me. But yeah, he broke in my nose. Yeah, but this this movie is such a classic to me. Like, I don't want it to be. If you, if you're gonna remake it, like, don't do the comedy route again because it's not gonna be as funny. Like, just do like maybe like a different take. Like, make it serious, or something like that. Like, don't try to do what Adam Sandler did because that, that's just I just don't think it's gonna go out go well, go well for whoever tries to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Enola Holmes three is in the works at Netflix. This is the movie starring Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill. I've never watched a single one of these Enola Holmes movies, but they get a lot of traction when they come out. Um, it's like like she's like the uh, like the niece of like Sherlock Holmes played by Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. Um but uh any thoughts on that or have you watched any of those movies? Nah, I don't I honestly don't know what this is, but shout out to Henry okay. Cavill and um Eleven. <laughs> um <laughs> Greta Gerwig, uh her first Chronicles of Narnia movie is looking to begin filming next year. Is it time for the Narnia remake? Uh I mean they never even finished the original that they did. I think they only made three, right? So yeah, and Prince I only, Caspian and William Don Treader. I only oh okay, I only really remember the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like I don't really remember the other ones, but I do know that there was at least one or two sequels. Um, so sure, let's do it. Um, it, it's gonna it was gonna happen eventually. 
let's let Greta Gerwig try. Um, this is what happens when you get a billion dollar film in Barbie. So let's do it. Bro, I think Narnia is super ripe now for the for the picking when it comes to a reboot. Like Narnia is such a cool world. It inspires so many other things like Harry Potter and Game of Thrones. Like Narnia is uh, one of those properties where I think I love the line which in the wardrobe, don't get me wrong, but I think it's time, man, for a, a remake. Hopefully Greta Gerwig can do it justice. Because it's, it's some really cool source material stuff there. Mm. Um, Gareth Edwards, who is the course director of the, the, the creator, which we saw this year in Godzilla 2014, says that he felt he felt very jealous watching Godzilla minus one. This is a new Godzilla movie coming out that's like set like maybe like a Japanese studio or whatever. He says this is what a Godzilla movie should be. It must it must be mentioned as a candidate for the best Godzilla movie of all time. Pretty big mm. words from Gareth Edwards, so I, and I enjoyed 2014 Godzilla. Um, mm-hmm. So. Um, is this enough to kind of get you in the theaters to watch Minus One now? Because I remember you said you were on the fence about it. Was I? Oh, okay. Um, nah, I, I love I loves me a monster movie, so I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be there opening night. But um, honestly, this I, I I don't like hearing this stuff type of stuff from like creators and directors because a lot of times they they have such different viewing experiences and passion True. that I do when it comes to this stuff. Like they're they're looking at it from like a totally different lens. So, um. I don't know, uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was always going to go see Godzilla. Uh, the, the, the one I wasn't really sure about was the one they were releasing on like Amazon or whatever with um, oh the series, yeah, Kurt Russell, uh, Kurt Russell no. and his son, yeah, or and Wyatt Russell, yeah, his yeah. son Wyatt Russell, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's pretty big words from somebody that made a Godzilla movie that was pretty good, actually. Um, mm-hmm. In my opinion, my goat Godzilla movie is going to be God of Monsters, the King of the Monsters. Like that shit was fucking. Mothra, <laughs> the door was a fucking guy. Like that, that. Now, it's yeah. not the best from like a film standpoint, you know, like film snob. But just, <laughs> just, just in terms of just being fucking cool, like yeah, and in super my, enjoyable. That, yeah, like that. That's my goat Godzilla movie. What, what's yours? Is it one that came out like ninety nine or two thousand? Or it is, bitch. It's the best one. Okay. I don't care. The next one in Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I was like, what when, the had, when, when she had the babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, bro, I, I watched the movie like a week ago. Like it just came on randomly on like USA. Really? And I was wow. like, thank you, like thank you, thank you. It was so fucking entertaining. <laughs> I the think CGI that does not hold the, up though. Has the best design though, like with the green glowing spikes. I think I think that might have the best design. I like that. I don't think so, man. I I, I I'm pretty sure the one in 2014 is the best to me. Is the best design like the the, the fat one. Like he just looks like a big fat fucking. <laughs> he, he's like, just fucking thick. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> that nigga thick boy. <laughs> Hey, that nigga hit that. Like that's cool Ooh, shit, everybody. Like, that's, that's that shit go crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Zach's. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, Netflix plans to make fewer films going forward. Instead of making around 50 films a year, they're making about 25 to 30. Uh, any thoughts on this? I'm. I'm not sure if this is a good thing or a bad thing because if if they're making less films, does that mean they're going to focus on making like more original content, like series? Um, or are they doing this so they don't have to pay writers and actors fairly? Like if there's less films, that's less money being spent. I don't like, honestly, like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find like the, the optimistic approach to looking at that headline when I saw it, but I could only think negatively, unfortunately. So, um, is it a good thing that they're making less films? I don't know, because that means that there's going to be less money moving around for people to get paid. So, uh, what do you think? I don't know. Well, fuck the people getting paid. I'm I'm talking strictly from the viewer standpoint. I took it very optimistically. Maybe I'm naive, but my 
in my head, they saw all the complaints of like from me, like, oh, you guys make all this bullshit. And so you. they're gonna <laughs> and, and they're gonna right they did. And they saw my TikTok with, with two hundred views. Yes, um, they saw it. They're gonna focus more so on quantity now over quality. That's what my head cannon is saying right now. So I would love for that really to be the case because I've had so many rants about how Netflix just puts out this bullshit every every fucking month. So mm-hmm. hopefully this is lo- this lower number they can focus on making some some better material. Um Let's talk some video game news here, guys. Uh, Spider-Man 2 writers, the, the game, not the movie, the, confirmed that Miles Morales is now the, the main Spider-Man in the Insomniac universe. The quote is, it always felt very natural, and I think we all collectively thought it would happen. To me, it shows a great deal of evolution from Miles. I think pretty early on, we knew that we wanted to have the moment of handing the reins over. Um, I, I don't play the games, but it seems kind of early for me. Like, to like, oh, okay, but Peter, Miles quick kind of handoff but as somebody who plays the games we have a lot more to say to me and probably a lot more knowledge to say but what are your thoughts on this this statement so this is this is one of the last like narrative things that you do in the spider-man 2 game like peter is essentially having this conversation with miles like look man like i've been in the game for 10 to 15 years i believe at this point in the story and i'm I'm tired I'm, i'm beat down like i'm i need a break uh it doesn't mean that he's retiring and he's moving to the shadows and you're never gonna play as peter again it just means that in this next Spider-Man game, we may play we we may play a little more as Miles than we do Peter. Um, now I'm not sure how they're going to balance that in the game because they just teased at the at the end of Spider-Man two. They basically said in Spider-Man three is going to be Norman Osborn's Green Goblin. Like they've been doing a Ooh. slow burn with him through the first two games, which I loved. I thought it was one of the best things. Um, because he, he's such a big character. Like you don't, he doesn't need the forefront to stand out and they let him slow burn through the entire first two games. And at the end, it was, it was one of those scenes where it was like a post credit scene. It was just like, I'm sick of this shit. And then it cut to black and like, everybody knows what that means. Like, okay, it's finally time. So, um, they can't possibly let miles deal with that. That's, that's, they can't, (laughs) that's that's, that's that's not fair. Yeah. That's not fair. So, um, I I mean, look, I'll assume through the may, maybe like the first half of Spider-Man three, we're, we're we're just playing as Miles. Miles is barely hanging on, and then here comes Peter back. Um, but I feel like a, a lot of people online took this as we have to play as Miles solely now, which which is just that's that's just the wrong outlook to have. Like that's that's not what the game presented. That's not what the creator of the game just said. Um, it just said that that he's going to be the main Spider-Man. He's not going to be the only Spider-Man. Um, and if, if I'm being honest, there was a lot of racism in here too. Like a lot of people of online is just like, I don't, I want to be Miles. He's black. <laughs> Wait, God damn! Like y'all nigga, y- y'all hate niggas so much. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, look, I I love Peter more too. I, I I do, but this this hate. This hate that y'all have for for minorities, like y'all y'all gotta let it go at some point. Um, that's just that's how I feel. But yeah, those are my yeah, thoughts. Miles is a double minority. He is. Um, Niggas can't stand that. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Puerto Rican. Okay. Anyway. Um. Oh. So, how would you feel now? I'm just curious about the next Spider-Man game, or even Spider-Man Four, if they do one in terms of the video game opening up that Spider Verse where we get like the Spider Gwen and the Spider-Man Noir. Like that could be a really cool game idea too, right? Or Spider-Man 2099? Uh, I mean, I guess. 
I, I I don't know if it's necessarily necessary. Like, is Green Goblin worth all that? Like, do you need a cross no, the fucking Spider Verse Spider Man for Green Goblin? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, but I'm just saying. Yeah, nah, no thanks. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. No That's thanks. Interesting. Okay. Give me your own um, Nintendo's live action Legend of Zelda movie is being produced um, by Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto. Chairman of Arad Arad Productions and former founder and CEO of Marvel Studios, with the Maze Runner director Wes Ball set to direct. So it's been teased so long about this Legend of Zelda movie. It's been apparently so hard to get greenlit. Finally happening. What are your thoughts as a big Legend of Zelda game player and fan? So I I I feel like the biggest piece of news here is that they confirmed that it's live action, which I just did not see coming. I didn't think that they would go with the live action route. Um, especially with the success of Super Mario Brothers earlier this year, it made a billion dollars. I figured that they would keep it in that universe so they eventually could have a crossover. But, it, I mean, I don't know how they could have the crossover now where one's completely animated and one's live action. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and obviously, like, the, the, the biggest thing is casting Link and he does not speak like he, he literally has, he, he does not speak in any game. Like that's like, that's part of his, his character and his, his, uh, his mythos. So honestly, I think they're going to change that for the movie and he's going to talk. <laughs> and I think people need to be ready to accept that. So, <laughs> which is going to be crazy. Like I, it's going to be crazy to like see link speaking at all. Um, but I feel like they, they have to do it. Like they, they literally have to, they, they, they can't go through an entire movie with just a fucking silent hero. Um, and you know, or, you know, maybe there's a fairy on his shoulder. Like there is in the games at, at times. I don't know, but I feel like the biggest decision is casting link and making him speak, which is going to be crazy. So, um, look when super Mario Bros. got announced and I saw the trailer, I wasn't feeling it either. I still think it's the best movie I've seen this year. So I, I was completely wrong. So, um, Hopefully I'm wrong about this, but uh, I, I'm not optimistic as of as of yet. What do you think? Yeah, excited for the live action take. I think Hyrule is a super cool thing to adapt into live action. I, I'd rather see a live action than animated. I mean, if you're so purpose and want to see it animated, just to have that crossover with Super Mario Brothers, they can still do that. You can have an animated Legend of Zelda and a live action one going at the same time. That's, that's kind of a, maybe a good way to have two different tones for your Zelda movie. Um, maybe one's kiddie and one's a little bit more adult. Uh, but yeah, I, I pitched this on when we had like our pod, we were pitching movies. Like, I would love to see a fucking Link Legend of Zelda movie. Um, I've been seeing, did you see the, some fans are fan casting Zelda already. They want, uh, Walker Hunter Scobell. Schaefer. No, oh. that, that's Link. That's Link. They oh, want you uh, Zelda. Sorry. Yeah. Hunter, Hunter Schaefer from Euphoria. Uh, Get Jules. Get the fuck out of that's, here. <laughs> the fuck out Why? Here. Why don't you want that, Julian? I want a natural born woman playing <laughs> Zelda. That's what I want. So. Um, yeah, let's do it. Let's cast a natural born woman. And I don't want fucking Walker Scobell, who's like 12, or he's 14. I don't want him playing uh, Link either. Thank you. And I don't want fucking Tom Holland. <laughs> Tom Holland is all these like, little <laughs> white boy roles. Yeah, he does. I think, I think Anya Taylor-Joy would be, a good, would be a good Zelda. She has just an interesting elf look to her. Uh, what? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, last bit of video game news here, guys. Um, GTA 6, Grand Theft Auto 6 announcement has been Announced by Rockstar has confirmed it. The trailer will be coming out next month, according to Rockstar, for the 25th anniversary. This is a long time in the making. <laughs> Tell me, what are your thoughts on GTA 6? My nigga, GTA, uh, GTA, GTA 5 came out in 2013? 2013? 
2011. I don't know. I, I, I was in high school. Okay. I'm fucking 30 now, guys. I'm fucking 30. <laughs> GTA 6 has just been announced. It's not even out yet. But the fact that it, it's been officially confirmed, we're, we're getting a trailer in December. Um, I couldn't be more excited for this. Uh, this is going to be game of the year. It's going to be one of the greatest games of all time. I'm, I'm overhyping it now. So when I play it and I'm not disappointed, I can rant about how fucking right I was. This is going to be peak, 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 peak. I can't wait for this. All you PS4 niggas, it's time to upgrade. Do not put GTA 6 in your PS4. That bitch is going to blow the fuck up. Okay? <laughs> Jesus. Get a PS5. Broke-ass niggas. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, no. la- and last bit of, last bit of news. <laughs> wow. Last bit of news is for... Um, this is this is our tabloidy section. Insecure mm-hmm. star Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly in the, in the show. Mm. She uh, she confirms that she's a, a virgin at 39. She says there's a lot of pent-up energy in there. That's insane to me. <laughs> if she's lying, if it's true, the first uh, nigga, to, the, the first nigga to crack that, like I, I feel bad for you, bro. She's gonna be an emotional wreck. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure she's lying, um, but you know, that that is crazy. Like I, I would not want that at all. Uh, so shout out to whoever she ends up marrying, and hopefully they make it and they're happy. But yeah, that's uh. Why would she do that? Well, you know, I'm sure it's a personal choice. So shout out to you, yeah. Yvonne. And I know you're a stand-up comedian as well as an actress. So keep keep doing your damn thing. And don't worry about all these horny niggas trying to fuck you and all that. Yeah, the crazy part is like people do shit like that and end up, you know, doing it for the first time. And they don't even be working out. So you don't wait 39 years for no reason. Um, but yeah. I, I see I see hella comments, including from my friend Russ, about how she probably just giving the craziest head and just be doing the, the freak. <laughs> They're freaky and shit, except except for doing except for going all the way. Yeah, yeah. Girls, uh, girls, yeah. I mean, girls be like that. Yeah, like it, it don't count. <laughs> yeah, okay, bitch. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, he had a comment on it. Even though I, I, that's how that's how I honestly feel. Like we're kind of getting off topic now, but I feel like having sex with a condom, like you didn't have no sex, nigga. The condom did. So um, anyway, guys, that wraps it up. Thank you guys for tuning in. <laughs> okay. Comment, like, subscribe. Julian, wow. did you have any? Uh, no, you have any things to say? That's it. That is fucking all it. Right, Thank you, all right. Thank you. <laughs> this 